You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. So I'm just going to dive in, but uh, first off, I want to say, I see you, and this is from the Lord. Um, He wants you to know that he sees you. He sees each of you um, where you are right now. Um, He sees what he has made so unique in you. Um, And there are new things he wants to bring about in you. Um, So, okay. I am going to share a testimony of something that has happened in the last year. And um, I haven't shared this with anyone except for Jay. Um, So... Get ready. Here we go. Um, uh, Let's see. I'm going to start in 2019, which has been, this happened a year and a half to two years ago. God started speaking to me about how he was raising up dancers. And he said, there will be dancers. Um, And he spoke about it in a way that they'll be part of the worship team, that there's more that will be coming, and um, and I stood up in church, and I had shared that, and I knew that I was one of them, and again, this was 2019, I think it was the spring, um, but he spoke that, and I was like, okay, and I knew there were others too, and that's why I had, like, shared it um, during church, and so I don't know what other work has been going on in any of you, but I'm going to share what has happened in me over the past year and a half since that. Um, So (laughs) after he said that, I was like, okay, great. Like, I'm on board. I'm open. Um, I have no idea how this is going to come about because while I can move my body, I still feel totally ridiculous when I move my body and dance to any kind of beat. Um, So I was like, okay, uh, great. And I thought about, like... Like, just was asking him, how how does this come about? Like, do I just start trying? Like, should I sign up for a dance class? Like, Eliza's really great at doing it. She's really natural. Like, maybe I should hang out with her. Um, That seemed like maybe a good avenue. Uh, And so, yeah, none of that really stuck. So I just stayed patient and um, just remained open, I guess, is the way to say it still not knowing really, like, what it meant, um, but wanting it. Um, so it had it had been quite a while, I think, and I was getting to a place where I started to feel, like, more free in worship, like, I could sway, okay, I could move my arms a little more, and I felt pretty good about that, and it, especially at home when no one was watching, I felt more free in worship, um, and I think this is after, like, we had lockdown, I think so, and I was thinking, for some reason, I was thinking about role models, and uh, we had been playing the Hallelujah Here Below a lot at home. Um, It's a song by Elevation Worship, right? Okay, yeah. And um, in it, Stephanie Gretzinger is, she's one of the main singers. You guys probably know all of this information. Um, maybe not. But anyway, she's like, she's very expressive in the way that she just like sings and moves. And for some reason, I was thinking about role models. And 
This is, in elementary school, you get asked a lot, like, who's your role model? And I know when I was a kid, I would always say my parents, because they were, that was, like, who I was exposed to. That's, it wasn't really, like, there weren't really any other, like, other people I looked up to more than my parents. Um, that was always my answer. They're always my heroes and still are. Um, so I was thinking about role models, and in that moment, I was like, Stephanie Gretzinger, like, she's my role model. Like, I love how expressive she is. Like, I want to be that expressive before the Lord. Um, so that was, like, kind of one, like, mile marker on this, this full path, which I'll, I'll get to the end, I promise. Um, uh, so the next thing that, am I okay on my sound? Okay. Um, <laughs> the next thing that happened was, uh, so it's been a year now since, like, we went into lockdown because of COVID, and at the beginning of that, there was, you know, everyone has had their own experience of COVID. I think in the beginning, though, especially with it being so, like, novel and new, there was a lot of fear, um, just not knowing, like with so many unknowns and not really knowing what to do, how to respond. Um, you know, there have been people in our lives that are a little older where, or at risk where it's been like even scarier. Um, but there, there's a neighbor of ours and the Lord had said, like, go dance in front of Barb's house. Um, <laughs> so she's this one of our neighbors, um, and she, was, she just was put on my heart, and the word was to go dance. So, of course, I didn't feel comfortable. It's like, oh, my gosh, sure. Like, sure, yeah, I'm going to do it at night because no one can see me. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do, and I did. And, um, yes, totally awkward, um, but, like, freeing at the same time. And I, I really, I think that was one of the first times I felt like my feet were anointed and that God was doing something through that movement. It wasn't just me being ridiculous, um, <laughs> even though it felt that way. Um, okay, so that, that's like mile marker three for us now. Um, there's two more. I, I actually don't really know the order, so I'm going to jump to the second, what I think is actually the second one. And this is the second. Jace, you're so encouraging. Thank you. I'm just going to look at you because you're giving me a thumbs up every time I t- say something. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so the second, so I had another, like, time of encounter where I was praying over the the same group of people, the same Uyghurs, and um, it was totally different. You would not believe it. It blew my mind. I'm not kidding you. Because it wasn't the same prayer. It wasn't the same, like, movement. Like, the first time it was more aggressive or, like, it's just more aggressive. Um, the second time it wasn't that at all. And it was about rest. And it was about peace. And it was about a balm of healing being laid upon them. And it was, it was different. It was like... I just realized I forgot to change my socks. Um, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. 
It was like something actually happened the first time, the first encounter when I prayed, when the chains would be broken. It was like God had accomplished something and wanted to do something new in that next time. I say it was actually like that. It was like that. I feel like sometimes we have moments where we're like, we know it, like, we, I know that if I pray in faith, that thing happens in the Spirit. Um, but to do that and then to step into another moment and you're like, that thing actually happened in the Spirit because he's not doing that this time. He's doing something different. Like, that has happened already and now this is what he wants to do. Um, it's just totally incredible. Um, so, okay, so that's the, that's the second one. Or, I'm losing track of numbers now. I'm just going all over the place. Okay. Um, had another, there's, there have been a few other ones actually, but there's one more in particular I wanted to share with you because again, just totally blew my mind. And I, it's like, didn't think this type of, did not think this thing, this was possible at all. Like this expression within the Lord is something I've never imagined as being possible or like, yeah, I've never seen it. Um, for me. Uh, okay, so the other time, um, again, this was late at night after everyone went to bed. Um, it was dark, <laughs> um, and no one's watching. Uh, this is this time of intercession wasn't, I don't know, I, there wasn't a specific person or set of people that I was thinking about that the Lord had laid on my heart, um, but I just started just started, and um, because I was pulled into it, like, it's, it has felt very natural, um, but what I wanted to share about this is that, um, again, it was different. It wasn't like any other prayer. It wasn't like any other encounter. I was, to be honest, like, I was praying in tongues, which I do often, um, but it was accompanied by dance, and it was like the tone and the rhythm of it was, I would say, most like culturally close to like an African language or African music, where like, I'm not going to try to describe that. I'll get it all wrong if I try it, but it's like, it's different, right? It's not, it's not slow and flowy, and uh, it's quicker. You want to help me out here? It's got bounce to it. Yeah. It's, it's snappy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's totally different. And also, I don't know how many people have spoken in tongues or are even comfortable with that concept, and that's okay if you're not. Um, I started a, a while ago, and it's been a wonderful tool for prayer. Um, but again, the Lord is like doing new things in it. So like the dance is part of it, but there's also like in that moment, there was this different language of tongues and it was again, like in line with the rhythm, like closer to, uh, the rhythm of, of an African language. Um, and that night he said, I have given you many languages. I've set many languages within your heart. And it was just, incredible. Like, I can't, I do my best to explain, but it just blew my mind. And 
he's opening up new, new revelations and new, just like expressions in me. Um, and that's what I wanted to share. Um, <laughs> what else can I say? Let me look at my notes. Jay said I could say whatever I want. That's great. Yeah. Um, okay, so I could share more, but I'm going to wrap up. Um, I wanted to share with y'all, I felt, I don't know, I just, I haven't shared with anyone because it requires kind of a long story, um, but I wanted to share it with you guys as encouragement, um, so if anyone is like, I don't know, feeling that, like, I want something new, or like, I feel like God wants to do something, or like, I've kind of said yes to this or kind of been open to this, but I don't know what it looks like or I don't know how to step into it. Like, I share this as a testimony to say that, like, God has given me assurance over the last year that even though, like, we haven't been able to come physically and gather in church, that he's still here. Like, he's still working. He's still moving. Like, nothing has stopped him, and he is faithful and he is still wanting to um, do new things, of course. Of course, of course. He's a creator. He's always doing new things. I have never seen any of what she just described. Um, the reason I share that is because what God is doing in her is unique between her and him. It's astounding that we get to share all that we do in the relationships that we have. But I, it's, it's wonderful to know that God's love for us is just for us. And that his, encur- that his working, that he develops new and encouraging things that are just to be shared between he and you. Um... I love that he's worked something new in terms of what the gift of tongues can be expressed as um, in Carrie's life. Um, I don't plan to talk about the gift of tongues this morning, though we are talking about the Holy Spirit. But um, to be able to express your heart to the Lord in full and complete faith with no struggle of your own understanding is a wonderful gift that God has given us. Um, to be able to speak to him um, in a place that is his place. You know, when we pray with our own words, we're bringing some of our own understanding to the prayer. But when we pray with tongues, we're praying from his place, establishing his will in the earth with, uh, with no go-between, with no pass-through our own understanding or our own difficulties of faith sometimes that we have. Um, And it's amazing the things that he can accomplish through that place of pure faith, to break shackles all the way around the world and to soothe and to heal. It's beautiful why he does. Um, Last week before we worshipped, I shared a word of knowledge that, that, the word, that the Lord put on my heart as Parker was sharing, and that's where we're going to begin this morning. 
Um, and I'm, I'm going to keep it fast as I can. I brought two Bibles, not because I've got two Bibles worth of teaching to do, but just there's one verse and one that I want to read in that version. Um, but what the Lord said as Parker was preaching is what Peter said um, in Cornelius's house in Acts chapter 10, that I am no respecter of persons. And that is wonderful to know because in that moment, what God was saying is the gift of salvation is not just for the Jews. And the gift of the Holy Spirit is not just for the Jews. When God said, I am no respecter of persons through Peter, it opened the entirety of the New Testament, the entirety of the promises of God to us. If you aren't Jewish, God being no respecter of persons is the best news you could possibly have ever heard. The fullness of his love and the fullness of his spirit are yours because he does not respect persons. You don't have to be great. You don't have to be good. You don't have to be strong or fast or anything that the world prizes as elite or supreme or good to be. You don't have to have any qualification. He doesn't respect those things in us. He simply loves us. And nothing will stop that. And he has released his spirit to be received by us. And he will unceasingly share that gift to us. Um, I have a lot of verses here about who the Holy Spirit is. Um, I, had, I wanted Carrie to share this morning because what the Holy Spirit wants to do is two things. He wants us to know that the Holy Spirit is for us. Same thing as last week when God was dealing with any doubt or any, um, any thought in us that might say, I'm not worthy of this love that Parker has just preached about, that he wanted to deal with when he said, I'm no respecter of persons. This morning, he's also saying is as it pertains to his Holy Spirit. That, that any thought you have in your mind in this moment that would say, this Holy Spirit stuff is not for me. He does not respect that thought in you. He doesn't respect it because it's not from him. Because everything in the New Testament, everything pertaining to life in Christ is ours in the Holy Spirit, and we cannot experience it without Him. Um, I have all of these verses written down, and I had planned to go through all of them. But what I really want to jump to is the unique revelation that the Holy Spirit, as I sat with Him last night, He wants us to understand who He is. Not just what He does, but who He is in the identity of the true one God, or I like to say the trilogy, but the Trinity, the Trinity. Um, the, I was sitting last night trying to understand this question of who are you, reading all of these verses about the fact that he works fruits in us, that he seals our salvation in Jesus, that he is the seal of the Father upon us, um, that he is the, um, the down payment or the experience in the earth of our inheritance in heaven. Reading all of these verses, that he's the spirit of truth. 
that all of the things that Jesus said and that Jesus wanted to say, that through the Holy Spirit, we now can understand and pursue and receive. He, that is his work to bring that to us. He's the spirit of power. Any, anything that has any power through us in the earth has power because of the Holy Spirit within us, releasing the will of God in the name of Jesus. And, and his primary function, reading about his primary function in the earth in John chapter 16, verse 14, his primary function, everything that he does, reveals Christ. The fruits of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, revelation, all of it, all of it is so that Jesus would be known in the earth through us. And that Christ would be glorified. And I was sitting with that, wondering, okay, we can go through all of those things. And I did a little bit, but we were going to read all of those verses. So be thankful that he's changing course a little bit this morning. Um, but I sat and I, I wanted to understand deeper. You know, we, we pursue our identity in Christ. Mom shared testimony of it this morning. And how powerful it is to know who you are in him, what he calls you. He calls Carrie seer of beauty. He's, everywhere she looks, every person she looks at, she sees the beautiful in them. He calls dad wisdom. There's no one in this room that has not experienced the overflow of that identity through him. He calls me son of encouragement. And I hope that through worship and through all that your interactions with me, that, that the Holy Spirit, somehow you come away encouraged. Not because of what I said or what I did, but because of who he is in me. And that's the kind of question, the kind of understanding I wanted to know about the Holy Spirit. Because we know God the Father, we know Jesus the Son, and anytime you look up the, the Trinity, it says, and the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. Like, that's not a lot to go on, right? Like, in terms of an identity, he's relegated to the third person. And that's not who he is. So I sat and I asked, Holy Spirit, tell me about who you are. Give me vision and understanding, revelation of who you are. And he said, well, you see God the Father, the benevolent love, the gift giver. And you see Jesus the Son, love expressed through obedience, reverence, and respect. And the Holy Spirit said, I am the shared heart between the two of them. To give, to give visual to this, ever since I was born, my dad, through his love for me and his identity as my father, has poured out good gifts, has poured out wisdom. He and my mom together like, put me through college, bought me my first car, gave me my second car, um, they gave me life, they gave me home, they gave me food, um, but they also gave me wisdom, and he gave me instruction. He gave me uh, punishment when I deserved it and when I had earned it. Um, but all of that that I received from him, from day zero to today, is because of his heart of love toward me. And I can say today honestly with truth in my heart that I obey him 
that I respect what he says because of the love in my heart toward him. You know, when you're little, you obey because dad said. And you don't want is what on the other other end of not doing what dad said. I received that enough to to, uh, keep the momentary lapses of judgment to a minimum, I hope. Um, But today, in our relationship today, my obedience to him, my reverence to him, is because of the love in my heart toward him. And that shared love, that invisible thing between us, that is the same thing expressed differently, that's the Holy Spirit between the Father and the Son. He is the active, moving expression of love between the two. That's why when he moves in us, Somehow we understand Jesus better. And somehow we know the Father better. It's because we are caught up in that dynamic interchange between the two of them. The love shared between the Father and the Son. That's where we dwell and that's who dwells within us. It's amazing, right? He is an active Being an expression of love that binds these two entities that we know and can put solid imagery around. Now we can see and understand that he is the invisible one passing through. He is the shared heart expressing love in these two different ways. It's why by him that we can know and experience and come to understand Jesus in a personal way for us. It's by him that our Father in heaven can be our Father. That in times of question, when we don't know how the bill's going to get paid, that we trust our Father. That when we don't know how we're going to get from here to there, or when we need grace, or when we need all of the things that our Father pours out to us, we know Him, we experience Him, and we understand His identity to us because of the working, the active working of the Holy Spirit between these two positions in the Trinity. It says in John, 1 John chapter 4, that God is love, right? Those words in Greek are theos is agape. Theos is the word used to describe the true I am God. It is the Father, it is the Son, and it is the Spirit. That expression, active expression of love in the Trinity is what completes the circle. And it's that that we experience. The Holy Spirit is God in the earth. The Holy Spirit is God in us. And not as a static figure, not as a bodily figure, but as a living, active being a living, active expression of agape love in us and through us. I went to bed last night thinking, can that possibly be true? Can I possibly make declaration about who you are? Because I don't want to falsely speak about him. I mean, the one warning that we get is do not blaspheme the Spirit. So I went to bed with trepidation. I came to church with trepidation. And I stepped out after practice and just began to walk in this 
uh, Sunday school room upstairs. And as I came to that point, to this point, that unction of the spirit that you get sometimes where it feels like your hair's standing on end and your heart's about to explode, just rose up and settled over me. And I was like, okay, like, that is, I don't even need to talk about the rest of this stuff. Because that's the breakthrough this morning. That's the breakthrough Carrie experienced. Over the past year of going from this like planted idea. Of, I, I want to dance. And also this prophetic insight that there will be dancing. As part of the worship in our church. And having an expectation about that. But the living active Love between the Father and the Son moving and bringing something new in her. Brought new revelation. Now this is intercession. Yes, I am calling dance. But I am doing a new thing. I am calling dance into the area of intercession. Just yet another way that the deep groanings that the Holy Spirit makes is being expressed in the earth. And there's something that we need to cover. We have revelation, and there's something that we need to cover in terms of practical teaching. When we are saved, the Holy Spirit lets us know. He brings truth to us, and we can obviously see the shortcoming and the sin in our life. It is When the Holy Spirit shines light on something, it is obvious. Now, you can choose one of two things in that moment. You can choose... To say, I, the salvation that brings me into alignment through Jesus Christ, I want it. I accept it. I place my trust in him. I give him my life. My whole faith, my whole being is in Jesus. I receive the blood that cleanses me. And I know that in this moment I am justified. I am given new life. Which, just as a side note, the, the eternal life that is active in you every day, it's the Holy Spirit that brings that flowing to you. In that same way that when the blood of Jesus enters by us saying yes to our our Savior, we're made clean and we're made ready. There's a place made ready within us, a holy of holies, if you want to compare it to the temple in the Old Testament. A holy of holies within us is made ready to receive the Spirit of God. But what I wasn't taught growing up, because nobody knew about it, um, until I went to Oregon, and I'd heard this for the first time, that I needed to pray. I needed to receive, in the same way that I received Jesus, I needed to receive the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, I've never heard that. How, how in the world, where is that in this book that I've read? Let's turn to Luke 11. We're going we're gonna to look at this one together. We'll put it on the screen if you don't have your Bible with you, but this is one we need to read. And we're going to start... Um, let's start in verse 9 and I'm going to be reading from the Amplified so if I've got some extra words in mind don't worry about it Um, so I say to you ask and keep on asking and it shall be given you seek and keep on seeking and you shall find knock and keep on knocking and the door shall be opened to you for everyone who asks and keep on, keeps on asking receives, and he who seeks and keeps on seeking finds, and to him who knocks and keeps on knocking, the door shall be opened. What father among you, 
If his son asks for a loaf of bread, we'll give him a stone. Or if his fi- or he asks for a fish, we'll instead of a fish, give him a serpent. Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a sor- scorpion. If you then, evil as you are, know you have to give good gifts, or know how to give good gifts, gifts that are to their advantage to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask and continue to ask him. I don't know why I had never read that or perceived it or understood it until those moments when it was, the light was shined on, on it for me. But you have a place made ready for you. If you have said, Jesus, you're my Savior. I, I accept everything that you gave me. You have a place in you that is pure and holy washed clean and prepared for this second step that says, Holy Spirit, fill this place in me. Be the active expression of love between a father and a son in me. So this morning, the vision that he gave when we started this whole process on Wednesday night setting the reading was we are going to pray this morning. You can engage with this or not. It is like all things with him. You have a choice. Um, We're going to do it with eyes closed. Um, I'm not typically a pray and repeat after me kind of thing. We know that that has wreaked havoc in, in terms of salvation in the church praying a prayer, just repeating after someone that you don't mean or understand. But we understand and know this morning by our discussion the words that we will be praying by faith inside of us. And if you have prayed this prayer to receive the Holy Spirit, the reason I read it out of the Amplified is because it says ask and continue asking. So this morning, we all, if, if you have the faith to do so and the desire to do so, we are going to receive of the Holy Spirit. Um, One of the things that I was so, not to beleaguer this moment or make it too long, but one of the reasons why I was so excited for Carrie to share is the joy on her face when she talks about it. Right? She's just like, it's too much to hold. The joy in her, I mean, she's a small person. In, in relation. Um, she is a small, that's a compliment. Don't hate me on that. She's a small person. And you can see the evidence of the joy of this walk, of this last year of discovering what the Holy Spirit had to express through her, wanted to express through her all over her. The joy of this newness of what he brought in her life over the last year, anytime she talks about it, her face lights up. She beams anytime she talks about this. So I wanted her to share this morning so that you would understand that praying this prayer, receiving the Spirit if it's for the first time, is a step into a life filled with joy, filled with mystery, yes, but engaging in that dynamic expression of love 
that he is will always result in joy. Always. Whether it takes you in front of Barb's house in our neighborhood at, it was probably 1230 when you said, I got to go down there. It was really late. And, or if it's alone in a prayer closet. Or if it's out and open. It will always result in joy. Because what do you think the Son brings to the Father? Joy. What do you think the Father brings to the Son? Joy. It will always result in joy. This dynamic expression of love of the Holy Spirit in us always results in joy because it's what they share. So we're all going to close our eyes. You don't have to pray. You don't have to do anything, but we are going to honor one another in this moment by closing our eyes. First, Father, we say thank you. We say thank you for such a gift. And and Jesus, we say thank you to you as well in this moment for the salvation you worked for us that prepared us for this moment, that made us clean and alive and ready for this moment. Holy Spirit, we love you. We see your working everywhere. And we pray in this moment that you would fill us. We open our hearts. We open our minds. And by faith, we breathe you in. You are the very breath of God. And we breathe you in in this moment, receiving you. For the first time, or as though it was the first time. We yield our hearts to you. We yield our thoughts to you. Our eyes and our ears, our very bodies, we yield them to you. Because we know that when you move through us, it is joy. And it is the expression of Jesus in the earth. To the glory of Jesus and in his name, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or you prayed it again for the thousandth time, by faith you are filled with the Holy Spirit. If it's the first time, I promise you that there will be things in your thoughts, feelings in your heart that are new to you, a voice in your ear that might not have been there before, that gives you understanding, that gives you insight, that gives you revelation, that activates the peace that is given you in every situation and an overflow of joy. I want to share one last thing. So before we go on, because he did that for all of us, let's give him a hand. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is the last thing I want to share, and it, it, it talks about the purpose of the Holy Spirit expressing Christ Jesus. I was putting Dorothy to bed, and she made the comment about Jesus living inside of us. We were praying and having a discussion, and, and I said, Dorothy, do you know what that means? When it says Jesus lives inside of us, it's in, he's in our heart. I said, yes, but what does that mean? I said, I don't know, Dad. I said, it, when we talk about Christ being in us, it is the spirit of Christ Jesus that lives in us. By that I mean it is his thoughts that are in our mind, his feelings that are in our heart. It's his eyes that see the world through us. It's his ears that hear what is around us. And all of that is possible in us, or possible in us, Dorothy, because of the Holy Spirit. The indwelling Holy Spirit in you causes the Spirit of Christ to be alive in you. Um, let's, I want to turn one, I'll let you go right after this, but we, this is an important thing to see. Let's turn to John chapter 16 very quickly. I know I kind of uh, duped you by making you think we were done. And I apologize for that. But there is something really amazing to see here. Let's start in verse 12. I have, I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot hear them now. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever ye shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you the things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. This part, listen to this. A little while, and ye shall not see me. And again, a little while, and ye shall see me, because I go to my Father. There is a literal way to understand that, right? Two literal ways, in fact. He's about to die on the cross. Three days, they will see him again. He'll ascend, and he'll return. But there is a deeper way to understand what he said. And the spirit of truth reveals it to us. In a little while, you won't see me. Yes, I'll die and I'll return three days. But after my time here, after my ascension, you won't see me. But after a little while, you will see me. When the comforter comes, when the Holy Spirit fills you, you will see me all over the place. Because the spirit of me will be alive in you through him. I can see Jesus when I look at my wife, when I look at Shorty, all those who have received his salvation and received of the spirit, I can see Jesus in. And so can the world. That's amazing. We can see Jesus every day. It's good that we yearn for his return, but it's also more important to understand he's here today, right now. The Spirit of Christ alive in us by the living and active being of the Holy Spirit.
Holy Spirit, we give you our ears, we give you our eyes, our hearts and our minds to be the Spirit of Christ in the earth. We pray in this coming week that you would be active in us, that we would see, hear, and discern your voice, that we would both receive of you for ourselves to know, like Carrie said, words like there are many languages in you. Set us aflame knowing our identity in you and our purpose in you. But also instruction to see and to know that one is mine. That one is mine to love, to encounter, to share Jesus with, to transform. That one is mine to hug. That one is mine to encourage. That one is mine to prophesy to. That one is mine to take into the prayer closet and pray in tongues over and to intercede for. I pray, Holy Spirit, that we hear those things from you this week clearly and that our hearts leap at the opportunity to express the love of Jesus to the Father through obedience, through reverence to that word. We love you. We love your working in us, Holy Spirit, and we thank you for this special morning with you and in your presence. And I thank you that all the things that you have accomplished here in us today, you have done so to the glory of Jesus, and that his name may be made great in the earth. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.